It's timely. It's insightful. It's motivating. It's empowering. It's time with Fred, your inspirational broadcast with host Fred Gaddy. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Time with Fred podcast. This is a podcast that challenges paradigms and mindsets that hold us back. With us today is Josh Green, founder and CEO at Groove. Groove is an online co-working community that is supporting the new generation of solopreneurs as they break open the ideas of how we can connect and accomplish our goals in a remote first world. Before founding Groove, Josh was an exec at WeWork in the office of the CEO working across the business and has deep experience building and participating in communities, not only in the workplace, but in festivals, music venues, and spiritual retreats. He joins us via Zoom from Crozet, Virginia. Josh, welcome to the Time with Fred podcast today. Hi, Fred. Thank you so much for having me. The pleasure is all mine. So, Josh, tell us a little bit about your, let's dive in a little bit about your background, what you do, uh, and then we'll, we'll get into the topic uh, for today. Yeah, you know, I spent my whole life thinking about group community. I, d I don't think I was so aware of this running theme of the power of human connection and creating structures that are intrinsically supportive and help help us thrive as individuals um, until until re recently, until Groove emerged. But but as you as you touched on that, you know, I've been thinking about what does it mean to create structures in your life that are supportive of connection. And I think now as the world feels more disparate and we're shifting to remote work and different ways of being and working, and we don't have... The <laughs> I often go back to the like classic, you live in a village, there was a church in your village, people, all the kids went to the same schools, you know, that you had like these very small structures that provided our day-to-day -day human connection, but also the support to, to your job or to your different functional pieces in, in your life. Now, now life is, <laughs> doesn't really operate in those same ways. It's really hard to, to refine those basic fundamental pieces of connection that help you thrive. And, and that's all I really spend my time thinking about. <laughs> how do we, how do we help do that? How do we help do that in this digital age? Now, were you doing this before um, the pandemic hit? Groove really emerged out of the pandemic, but I've always been doing it. You know, Groove, Groove was really emergent out of a, like a personal practice that I had in my life, which I highly recommend to everyone, which is a structure of triads. I had this, I spent a lot of time with a amazing teacher called Thomas Hubble, who uh, is really into how do we provide structures for peer support in our day-to-day -day lives. So I've always had a practice of having these small peer supported structures where three people come together on a regular basis around a specific subject matter or area in life. And that's, that's always been, that's always been central to how I found support um, in the, in a, in a manifestation that allows it to impact more people. Groove is really the first time that I've, uh, that I've created something and worked with a team to bring it to life. Essentially it's, it's redefining the way we work, right? Yeah. It's re it's redefining it's really funny what's possible about about working working alone over long periods of time. I think there are lots of ways to be parts of communities 
and to have connection in your day. Um, and there's lots of tools out there that helping people functionally operate, like the operating system of remote work, either in companies or just or more importantly for people that are walking the path alone, whether they're coaches, creatives, designers, developers, it doesn't matter what path you're walking. But for that to be sustainable over decades, this this something that the office organically solved <laughs> around social connection, we're now rebuilding that yeah. by yeah. by bringing social rituals right into people's workflows. In speaking of redefining, we're going to be talking here about redefining success uh, in life and career, which I think ties in very well with what you do. But let's let's look at success from a very conventional sense or what we've known it up until now or what some of the schools of thought still believe success is, right? And your perspective about what it means to redefine success in your life and career. So let, let's look at it from from what it means to, to the everyday person or, you know, the... the um, the conventional meaning of success um, versus versus how it can be redefined now, especially in the, in the time that we live in. Uh, I'm curious where that opens in terms of normative success, because I think I think that's I think if if we look at that as as financial success or status, maybe, and probably like those two things being the strongest definitions that are important in life. Um, I got off that I got off that guinea pig wheel a long time ago running running on that actually I I'm your classic university dropout I was, I was studying mathematics and physics and expected to go into finance and build the 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 the, the I don't know what you want to call it like the marathon of conventional London life um that was that was always the plan um, and I was I was fortunate that the the starting points of what redefining success were imbued in me at quite a young age, I guess, um, around primarily connecting to passion as a as a fundamental driver. And I think success has become more evolved over over the rest of my career. But it already it already started by how do I how do I live a life that allows me to tap into the parts of myself that are most authentic and allow to be in service from that place, you know? And that, and that was like baseline fundamental success was, oh, is this something that makes me feel great? And does it make the world a better place? And the interrelationship of that was really my opening into, into a new kind of success um, that feels possible. Was there an epiphany? Was there a defining moment? Was there something that made you really rethink the path that you're on? Oh my God, this is really not what it's for me. Let's 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 let, let's find the true self here. Let's find the authentic self. What was it for you that made you um, kind of shift the paradigm, so to speak? Mm. There are two things that come up for me. One feels more vulnerable than the other, so maybe we'll start there. Um, I think there was a lot of fear about what my life might look like. And I, and I, and I just, I remember running scenarios of, wow, this is my life. I'm going to have the house or the second house and the car or the second car and the third car. And I'm not going to spend time with my family because I'm working so hard. There was a fear of what was unfolding in front of me as a life that 
didn't feel like it was going to nourish me. And that, and that fear really drove me to question like the approach of, of living. Um, and that, that happened as, <laughs> that happened as I got my first job offer in banking. <laughs> I think that was the starting point. I don't, I don't want this. I don't want this. And the fear was if I take the step into that path, the power of it might be so much that how am I ever going to get off of it? So the fear was one side. And the other side was really community, was seeing that it was possible. And I think, and I think for me, again, like this, this is one of my key learnings. I was fortunate to surround myself with people that were inspired by what they were doing in meaningful ways. And that was new to me at university. I was in a in a space of diversity and, and divergent thinking and interesting people connecting in different ways. And seeing that it was possible made it possible for me. And, and I often use that as a hack in my life to be like, well, if I feel stuck and I can't get past something that's a belief or a, or a reality in my mind, who are the people I need to surround myself with that will allow me to push by that? And, and I know it jumps forward a long way um, and it can be unpacked in so many ways, but my time working alongside Adam Newman for better or for worse, there's enough commentary on, on his impact on society. He, he, he gave me a possibility to think in a way that didn't feel confined to the stories that I held true before yeah. and allowed me to really expand. Yeah. So I think the two things were the, were the, were the I don't know if it's one epiphany, but definitely created the possibility. How easy was it, uh, Josh, to convince yourself or those around you who were kind of urging you on towards that, that conventional path, right? That that was not it for you. Um, and you talked about a fear of being caught in that, so to speak, rat race. Uh, what was there a fear on the other side that you perhaps entertain about what if this didn't work out the way society expected it to be? Go to school, get a job, get a career, you know, get a second house, third house, and all that that things you mentioned. Uh, how easy was it for you to go against that conventional school of thought to pursue that authentic self? If there was any at all. I, we can't talk about the subject matter without really feeling grateful for the, not so much the financial security, but the emotional security that my family gave me um, in what's possible. Now, that, that has to be acknowledged fundamentally. At the same time, I think it was much easier then than it would be now. And, and I see people around me and part of what we're doing at Groove and part of, I feel like is the themes of challenging paradigms and changing mindsets is the fact that when there's a groove in your life, that's deep, <laughs> that you're embedded in and you're running on that train track, getting out of that groove is really hard because there's, there's so many things that not just mindset, but structures, mortgages, all these things that are deeply embedded. I feel fortunate that I jumped off of that early enough in my life and feel like so much about the work that we're doing and the broader ecosystem of helping solo workers, individuals, coaches, creators to, to carve out these paths is not just functional piece is the, how do I make it feel possible that you can do that? <laughs> um, that's a critical for us, for us right now. So, so I, yes, in my life, it was early. Um, 
and I didn't have big overheads of my life and I'm, I'm not someone that lives with that. And at the same time, I think it would be much harder to do that now. So what does success look like now since we're redefining it? Right? <laughs> about what society thinks it's whether it's, you know, X amount of money in the bank account and all of that, but how have you defined it now? What does success mean to you now? I think it, it's interesting. Uh, there's definitely been an evolution of complex, complex narratives around success. If, if you'd asked me at certain points in my life, it would be, a super highly balanced, optimized reality that has that has fulfillment in multiple dimensions of my life. And I I think I think I think what I've seen in the last few years of my life is is much more that success is a quality of a quality of living that really happens in the day to day. And uh, and a simplicity of of being and presence and connection to the world around me in a way that that doesn't I spend a lot of time exploring different modalities around the nervous system and the state of the nervous system so I you I if if we really want to get the most apt into how I would describe success it's it's really how 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 much calm is there in my body like how flexible are my joints how relaxed how relaxed do I feel and how much am I holding because really that's the only true connection with reality in a moment is is what am I experiencing right now and the body seems to be a really good indicator of am I winning at life yeah. and 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 that that seems to be the compass that helps me orient in a way that isn't abstract or isn't meta um but as much and and look that means i made radical decisions to keep my overheads in life low and to to craft a life that allows me to not be constantly chasing different things um it means that i orient nature or health uh, or community over other things that i know are just really supportive of me of me being in a great state <laughs> of being <laughs> Yes, it's, it's holistic, right? I mean, it's 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 everything. It's not just not it's not just um, you know, the money, the job, the status, and all of that. But it's it's really finding that state of equilibrium, right? If, if, if I'm yeah, and I think I think because it can become so nuanced, it's really important to just have like a simple compass. <laughs> and I and I think that's the tool that I constantly come back to for myself is like, what is that simple compass? Because if if it has to require too much engagement of the mind, then I feel that it's hard to grasp onto and hard to make really great decisions around. So how does how does one find that true north, right, of, of that grounding element, if, if if I can put it that way? Because there's this there's just so much noise in society you know it's media it's, it's politics it's career it's finances it's inflation it's the there's just so much right and and you know talks about what's going to happen you know in the future and all of that and so it's 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 creating a lot of tension it's it's putting a lot of things out of balance right for for the individual so what is it that can help us find that 
state of, of, of peace, if you will, right? State of being grounded and not allowing all of that noise and distraction to keep pulling us in different directions, chasing after the wind, if you will, right? I think I'd have to speak from two places. One is every answer that I will always give will have these two dimensions. What is what is the what is the work that I can do within the context of the collective and what is the individual work? Like firstly, my default <laughs> broken record already in this podcast, but the the default being how how can I allow myself to drop into a community? that is modeling this behavior. And, and that doesn't mean, that can mean a lot of things. I mean, that can mean just how do I foster friendships? How do I tap into workshops or go to virtual events that, that can be supportive of, of me being in an environment? Because I think a lot of it is biosmosis. It's not, it's not something that the, the, the mind, is, as you just described, is running a million miles an hour for a variety of reasons, external stimuli, media, and also just really important responsibilities. You know, we're not, we don't have the luxury to go and be monks and live in isolation. We're here in the world to, to be fathers or parents or carers or, or have very basic basic fundamental responsibilities so the um the first thing is just like how how can you tap into community or how can you tap into connection of people that 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 have that and model that and the second thing for me that maybe is just most alive and <laughs> is like my most fundamental practice um and is not is i guess is not super accessible in in a universal sense but like is how do you have times in the week where you shift from doing to being i say i say that because i have a very committed practice of like shabbat within the jewish tradition where every friday night to saturday night i disconnect from technology i reorient towards being with my family and calming and having time for meditation and prayer and that's very central to as a, as as a regulating part of my life um but these can be really powerful moments whether you it shows your life up as meditation and i i and i have a group of people that i meditate with or i have a practice of running but when i run i'm not listening to podcasts on 1.5 speed <laughs> like whatever it might be but those moments of being in your week that are sacred, that have very definitive boundaries, are for me some of the fundamental building blocks to allow like a deeper level of maybe more intentional work that you might do in masterminds or personal development groups. But already, if you can just have times of being and connection to community, I think already that can have a in in your 80 20 of of transformation like a massive a massive impact and and things that hopefully people have sufficient time within their week around their responsibilities to do i like that a lot josh because that, for me it, it, it points to uh, being intentional right i mean there's always going to be stuff um the world's going to give us a lot of things to, to occupy us 24 7 um whether it's you know that urge to just keep you know scrolling you know on that on that on that device and, and keep finding that next thing to um uh, 
keep that ex excitement level going or just listening to you know the news and 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 just getting our emotions <laughs> worked out based on what we see and hear um but i think i like what you said right from disconnecting and moving from a state of doing instead of state of being and just being intentional about carving time uh to do that and i i, I like that uh, taking that uh taking that break um i may have to try that on my on my on my kids uh, wish me luck on that but um, but i i, I do I, I do love that though um so how has that been you think in terms of how has that impacted your your quality of life yeah so i i, I think i think one thing that i just want to add before i jump into that is like is even as you mentioned like trying that with your kids is is like the importance of accountability yes. as as a as a tool because because those step those moments of being they're so precious and sacred like who's who can you use in your life that can hold you accountable to like get out of the infinite scrolling <laughs> whatever it might be into these more intentional mo moments and and that's just like for me that's the power of social connection is like, oh there's, there's a quality of accountability. Um, I think what comes up for me, you know, really about my life now is I sort of failed at this when I was at WeWork. Pretty, you know, actually the environment was too intensive, was too overwhelming, and I quit in the end. And I was like, this is, this is, you know, and I had a lot of the tools that we're describing today. Um, and the things that were missing for me were community. I dropped myself into New York City into a role as an exec. It was full on all of the time. And I didn't have community. I didn't create those sacred times in my life because there was no one to really support me and hold me accountable. I think the difference this summer, this summer, I got married, I moved to the US and I and I did a venture venture fundraising round for Groove all at the same time. Um, which was completely ridiculous and in hindsight was like terrible planning but back to the difference in that time since i left we work i really invested in community i really invested in accountability and partnership um and what i found as much as as much as the obvious things of i feel more grounded i feel more relaxed i feel more spacious my quality of decision making has increased my productivity and that productivity not in terms of outputs but like value creation has increased but also my resilience has really increased and i think that's one of the things it was this time this summer was like i have to ride the wave it's not oh i want to over perfect my life for being happy all the time no there were some really challenging moments that were like super stressful and i had a and i was having break like moment to moment breakdowns over those few months how the heck am i going to get on the other side of this and i am on the other side of it but those fundamental skills allow me to surf the wave as it was unfolding and make sure that i was reconnecting to self and doing the things that i needed to to not just have a moment-to-moment -moment experience of peace, but also an ability to hold space for what what was just real. We, life throws the crazy stuff at us that we don't have any control over. So, um, so yes, there's a quality of, oh, I feel good and calm in my body. But also when life demands something else, 
<laughs> I can I can catch that wave and I'm still here. I'm not I'm not a broken shell of myself, which I definitely left WeWork to recover. <laughs> it, it does it does seem like for a lot of people who come to this realization, Josh, it's it's they're almost forced to 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 do that. And I I had a a, a previous guest who was a very successful um, entrepreneur in Singapore. He was running a $35 million spa business, uh, you know, young kids, very busy on all the time because he was responsible for all the decisions and um, he didn't realize the impact this was having on him health-wise until one day he was sitting in his car in the parking deck um, trying to move the car and then it was about to lift his left foot up off the ground into the car and it would move um, he suffered a stroke right there and then um called uh, came and um, his life had never been this is 10 years past and he's still not fully recovered yet he's actually still learning how to walk and um it really uh was a bad experience for him and, and so we're talking and you know i asked what if anything you'd do differently um knowing what he knows now. And one of the things he said to me was taking his health more seriously, um, spending more time with family, his, his young kids, his wife, and not that he wasn't doing that, but he'll do that more uh, in, in hindsight. And that resonated deeply because it's, it's you know, you, you, you don't get to that realization until it really happens to you, right? And that's why I said that it, it's for most people, it feels like you have to be forced to, or that it has to happen for, for us to realize the impact um, of, of, of that. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I have uh, I have another teacher that I'm pretty close with who definitely resonates with this theme that you, you need to be cracked open in some way in life, you know, and that cracking open allows you to expand and be more intentional and definitely resonate with all of the the advice and themes that that he was sharing with you i guess i'm like ever the optimist and hopeful that maybe it doesn't have to be that way yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's where that's maybe where i mean the work that you're doing to to share possibilities to help people to create to create conversation around these things. Uh, I am curious of Gen Z and these um, people in the beginnings of their careers as they're coming out of education um, and seeing that, that there is a quality of authenticity and, and desire for more out of life, to be more intentional and to, I, I, I definitely believe, you know, I believe in the new generations and, and their ability to, 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 to stand on our shoulders and like do better work and do more evolved work and to be more conscious. Um, so it definitely feels true that like being cracked open or having these moments of, of real pressure does create diamonds, at least for the self. And I'm also the optimist that can, can people learn, can people learn from, from our mistakes without having to go through the mistakes themselves if, if we do it in the right way? It's spot on, right? This is <laughs> the best experience. Hey, ex learn, learning from other people's mistakes is, is the best way, right? You don't have to be cracked open yourself to, to learn it because it, it has much more consequences, direct consequences. I'd much rather 
learn from someone, but it almost doesn't feel like it's 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 the warning is, is, is strong enough, right? Until until we experience it ourselves, right? Yeah, I've heard that. I've seen all of that, but no, you know, I'm still going to do it anyway until 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 I go through it, right? Unfortunately, it's it seems like, right? I could be wrong, but that's that's what it seems. Uh, like. I mean, that's like fundamental to AA or NA or any of these approaches that you really have to hit rock bottom to um to really build build yourself, and people do do build amazing selves going through frameworks like that, um, but. <laughs> Yeah, I also like, as you were sharing that, think often about, you know, does it have to come in big breakthroughs or can the compounding of small learnings and, a, and an orientation in life towards small, small learnings create a nervous system and an operating system for ourselves that just becomes healthier um without having to have like the big moment maybe it's like small mo like like maybe like i described the su this summer it didn't have to kill me but like i definitely grew from it but it was within thresholds maybe it wasn't it wasn't too overwhelming that i couldn't survive like that you can learn around around you know maybe i don't buy into the statement of what kills you make you makes you stronger or maybe it's true but it's not an approach to lean into actually what are my what are my edges and how how if i'm living at my edges do they allow me to develop skills and to grow in healthy ways in smaller ways <laughs> you know maybe that's a possibility for people in their lives yeah yeah that uh maxim or or, or whatever it is what doesn't kill you makes you stronger i mean uh, you, you never know if it's going to kill you or not right <laughs> why, why, why wait till it kills you before you realize right yeah i think there's a lot of wisdom in, in that for sure i think it's really in your case, knowing that now, you know, seeing the warning signs and, and taking the measures, right, versus, you know, allowing this to literally kill you uh, before you learn, which is, which is how most people come out of it, um, unfortunately. But bringing this back to work, I mean, Guru, I asked whether this was born um, prior to the pandemic, but you did mention that this was out of it does seem to me and we've had many conversations around this pandemic and in spite of all the negative and all the you know all the things is brought upon how it's it's really turned the world upside down there is still some good uh, that, that have come out of it in so many ways right um your take on that i mean giving you know what you're doing with, with groove and, and what's what's come out of the pandemic and yeah. turning turning things around for in the workplace for instance you know, it's we have to have constant empathy and understanding of the of the impact and the pain and the that happened in such a radical and accelerated way in the world. And especially as we saw different governments try their best in different ways and impact society and that that has to be recognized. And I see it as an accelerant in so many ways for themes like I don't think groove is something that wouldn't happen. I don't think we're solving a problem that wouldn't have been necessary um, had the pandemic not happened. I think it definitely accelerated again the possibility of people feeling like, "Wow, I can I can get out of the city. I can get out of the office. I can change my life. I don't have to just settle. I will be able to build something." Like there were mindset shifts and and realities that organizations and leaders are tr still grappling with how do i how do i resolve because they're just real now <laughs> and there's not there's not much people can do about it um 
so i think i think that was i think that's i think that's been helpful and i think that's good for in the long term and i think that creates um an emergent somewhat chaotic state for us that might last three years five years a decade i don't i don't think the solutions for these very human human new human realities um can evolve that quickly because we don't evolve that quickly like we're still playing catch up to to what to what's real um and and therefore i i think it's a really exciting time to be to be building the new infrastructure for new ways of living um and new ways of being um and think that it's creating a lot of possibilities and i'm very energized by that reality um, because I think we'll see really exciting things emerge over the coming years that, that, you know, we're seeing like very baseline fundamental things around how do people operate. Um, but actually I think the exciting stuff will sit on top of that <laughs> and create great layers for living interesting lives. That, that, that would be for those, that would be true for those who are, or are seeing things from a different perspective, right? Because there, there's still those who are refusing to realize that it's, it's a new era or at least there is some shift happening um and still you know digging in the hills and, and, and doing things that they've been doing even before the pandemic and they're and they're paying the price in in very different different ways um so i think it's exciting for those who choose to to, to see things differently right <laughs> I'm, I'm yes and i think everyone will get there in the end <laughs> i think it's a natural response it's a natural response to instability is to try and create stability and if the old status quo makes you feel stable and you don't have the flexibility in in your ways of being to do that then it's a very natural thing i completely understand it and um i think the more that we live in this new paradigm that we talk in these new paradigm that conversations like these happen that people are building businesses people are helping people through the transitions and the journeys and the more it becomes an organism of its own right and a, and a paradigm that has a lot of energy the more that will become magnetic and allow other people to feel safe and possible to live and work and build companies and create positive impact and work in work and live in new ways <laughs> Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. As we put a wrap up here, um, judgment <laughs> that I, I was love to ask my guests. I don't think I've asked this of my past few guests, but uh, I think this is appropriate. If there's one thing that defines you, um, given your experiences, um, whether with career, with with creating that moment of um, being at one with with nature and disconnecting from all of that, and whatever, what's you had to look back on your life josh and then think about maybe one defining moment uh, for you what would that be i think in this moment <laughs> the thing that's most alive for me was was really my commitment to intentional practice mm -hmm. to actually just just in this conversation in these reflections to see that the power of stopping and being yeah. and and committing to that you know it's been a practice you know i've every saturday for the last 10 years i guess nearly coming on now maybe nine years um i haven't used technology i've stopped wherever i am i haven't got in cars i've i've been in a state of being 
I don't even know what that moment was. I don't know that day. I don't even remember the situation, but I know that that commitment to living intentionally and crafting an intentional life has paid more dividends than anything else that I've done. What a powerful way, what a powerful way to, to kind of wrap this up, stopping and being. Um, Josh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing uh, some, some of these powerful concepts and, and lessons really that I think we all um, could, could, could do with, right? And, and not allowing the world and the pressures to keep pushing us and, and making us you know, go after. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but I think there's some wisdom and in, 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 in blogging, whatever that is, um, whether it's technology for some, whether it's whatever it is. I mean, I think it's up to our listeners to identify whatever it is that they feel they need to This has been really enlightening for me and I appreciate you and your time and uh, just sharing some of these powerful nuggets uh, with us. And to you, our listeners, we really couldn't do this without you. Um, you're why we, we, we do this and um, hope and trust that you've gotten some really uh, great value out of this discussion uh, with a special guest today, uh, Mr. Josh Ray. So thank you again for coming, Josh, and to you, our listeners, for tuning in. And until next time, stay well.